0: welcome to Cross Point Community Church we meet every Sunday exploring the practical transforming and relevant teaching of the Bible by doing life together visit our website at crosspointonline.org to learn more now get ready for a powerful message from God's word all right I just do I want to welcome you today as we uh, gather uh, in order that we can just um, encounter God today You know, so we're not trying to be religious. We're going to actually look at some of that aspect of it uh, uh, in the way that we use the word religion right now. But to encounter God and experience his presence today because he's worthy. So, uh, so glad that you're you're with us this morning. Uh, Got a couple of things that I'd like um, to share with you. And first is, uh, you know, the routine for those of you that are... are, um, uh, ongoing part of our group is that uh, the, the pattern of reading the Psalms. Last week, I encouraged you uh, as we were looking at the book of James and is talking about the mirror of God's Word, that especially during difficult days, uh, to really get into God's Word more uh, and uh, allow it to speak to you. And, you know, one of the ways to do that is, is do your Psalm of the day or uh, ramp it up and do, you know, maybe five Psalms a day. And the way you do that is by just going, counting forward by ever how many days uh, are in the month and uh, then you've got it. So Psalm 15, today's the 15th, so we start off with Psalm 15. And I wanted to read um, Psalm 15 from the Passion Translation for you this morning because I think it's very relevant to what we're gonna be looking at in uh, just a few minutes. So listen as I read this. David says, Lord, who dares to dwell with you? Who presumes the privilege of being close to you, living next to you in your shining place of glory? Who are those who daily dwell in the life of the Holy Spirit? They are passionate and wholehearted, always sincere, and always speaking the truth from their hearts and are trustworthy. They refuse to slander or insult others. They never listen to gossip or rumors, nor would they ever harm another with their words. Hearing a lot of stuff going on here about our mouth, our words, our tongues. Verse 4, they will speak out passionately against evil and evil workers while commending the faithful ones who follow after the truth. They make firm commitments and follow through even at great cost. They never crush others with exportation or abuse, and they would never be bought with a bribe bribe against the innocent. These will never be shaken. They will stand firm forever. So, wow, here's David saying, now who's going to be able to just really enjoy your presence? And uh, he begins with this uh, really litany of things that talks really a lot about Really what's coming out of our mouths. He says, if you're if you're saying the right things and doing the right things, that's revealing where your heart is. Well, we're going to look at that some today uh, as we continue in this study of real faith for rough times. Now, we all face problems. We all have difficulties. Uh, sometimes there are things that uh, we bring on ourselves. Sometimes it's just things that are brought on us. It's just what is out there in the world. And I think we all know that we're going through uh, difficult times, different times. Uh, but And for many, for many, it is rough. But we're looking at a very practical uh, teaching from God's Word in the book of James as far as what, is, what does it really look like to have real faith? Uh, because you've got to have it uh, in order to experience God, but also to to have it in order to have the joy of the Lord, no matter what is happening in your life. So uh, today we are looking at the book of James, uh, chapter one, and I've got some good news. We are finishing the first chapter today, and now six weeks into it, six weeks into it, uh, we are finally finishing. Uh, the first chapter. And so, what I'd like for you to do is grab your Bible. If uh, you uh, are with us, if you got a phone app, grab your phone. Uh, Zoom folks, uh, you've got it there on your screen. Facebook folks, um, just join with us as we read this passage together. James talks to us about real faith for rough times. Verse 26, he says, If anyone considers himself religious, and yet does not keep a tight rein on his tongue, he deceives himself, and his religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts is pure and faultless in this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. A mouthful in a few short verses. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we just thank you so much <clears throat> For your amazing love. We thank you that um, you have done all that you've done. You created. You, Lord, in creation, you have displayed your majesty. You provide. Your mercies are new every morning. And uh, today, you, you continue to call out to us to experience you, to know you as our Abba Father, to know that you are good and that you redeem all that you allow. That Lord, you have um, done everything necessary in order for us to push past religion that the world orchestrates and to encounter and experience you. We acknowledge that you are here today and we thank you for your faithfulness. And I pray that you would, through your Holy Spirit, do a work in each of our hearts and lives that we may be captivated by Jesus and that we may be encouraged in our hearts and lives to, to know and to walk with you on a daily basis as followers of yours. So God, we just entrust this day to you. We sit at your feet, Jesus. Speak to our hearts, Holy Spirit, we pray in your wonderful name. Amen. All right, so it's been in this series that, again, that we, we are looking at uh, God's economy, God's focus, and it's it's different than the world's economy. Uh, he starts off by the jolting comment, to count it all joy whenever you uh, face trials and difficulties and problems. And so it, it immediately alerts us to the fact, uh, through J- James, through the half-brother of Jesus, alerts us to the fact that God's worldview, God's perspective is different. than than ours, than the world, and he's saying if you want to encounter and experience abundant life, then uh, it starts with a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It starts with us surrendering to him. It starts with us, uh, like James, who didn't believe that Jesus was the Savior while uh, he was, you know, living alongside of him, but it was only after the resurrection that he had that revelation. And so my prayers for each of us is that whatever revelation that God wants to bring in our life today, that he would do that in order that not, not just so our lives could be better, but so that his kingdom would come and his will would be done and his purpose would, um, would be extended through our lives. So he, he speaks of, of what this real faith is, and how we can experience that. And then he begins to describe what it looks like here in these particular verses. Now, uh, for example, this past week, um, I had a dermatologist, Dr. Goodman Dermatology, uh, that my specific dermatologist, her name is Felicia. Yeah. And now that scares me a little bit, you know, but anyway, um, so. Uh, I, so I had an appointment this week. So it was a scheduled appointment. And I I, you know, I I really wasn't really sure like why I was going. There's been times I've gone that I've seen on my freckled skin. You know, I know that there's stuff going on and that they're going to have to cut, freeze, do whatever the case is. And so they said, OK, you're here today. Why are you here? I said, well, I don't know. Um, uh, I just think it's my my scheduled exam, you know, in order for y'all to access things. Uh, and so she comes bopping in and she's delightful. If you don't have a dermatologist, you need one, talk to me. I'll, I'll point you to Felicia. All right. So she goes, all right, how's things going? I said, it's all right. I think this is going to be a quick visit today. I, you know, I, uh, nothing's, nothing's happening. She said, Oh, just lay back and let me, let me check you out. And Oh my gosh. I mean, you know they got the little freezer thing you know and it's she just started about just all of my ball head all over my face my nose just on my arms and all of a sudden just start probably about 40 about 40 of the little freezes and i'm going oh my gosh you know but this is all that process to take care of stuff before it gets bad well it's in this book the book of james that god allows us to sit down. And, you know, even though we go, I think I'm pretty good. I think, God, I think we're all right. He goes, well, let me check you out. Let, let, let me just lay back and, uh, you know, oh, Felicia, she's just kind of run her hands Oh, And then she. So, God, what he wants to do today is he wants to just check you out. All right. So if you will just cooperate. And don't tell him everything's good and then say, give me a pass and get up. Just say, Lord, I want to cooperate with you and allow you to examine my heart and reveal the condition of my faith. And so it's in this particular passage that, you know, he's not it's not an exhausted list. It's just three things that he's pointing out right here that are really characteristics of real faith, of authentic Christianity, what it really is to be a true follower of Jesus Christ. And there are three things that we're going to look at uh, this morning. And so would you just say, Holy Spirit, would you allow your word to examine me? Would you let me see the truth about what's going on? It, it, It may not feel like, I may not think that there's any need for any of your powerful word to do its work in my life, but I'm going to trust you. And if you, need to, if you need to freeze some stuff, if you need to cleanse some stuff, if you need to reveal some stuff, do it and take care of it. Because here's what we remember we learned last week, is not only does God's Word reveal you know, what's going on, it shows us as a mirror, but it also has the power to heal. You know The law, the Old Testament law, it could reveal, but it didn't have the power to heal. And it's the power of God's Word because Jesus is the living Word. So he may reveal something, but he's also going to heal. He will also heal as you allow him to examine you. Number one, what does real faith look like? Here's what what James says. A controlled tongue. A controlled tongue. Um, Every chapter in James, he talks about the tongue. And and what he he says here uh, in this particular verse is uh, just real clear. He says... Uh, if anyone considers himself to be religious and does not keep a tight rein on his tongue, he deceives himself and his religion is worthless. So real faith, authentic faith, uh, is revealed through a controlled tongue. Uh, and it's not, you know, it's not all of the religious things that we sometimes do. It, it's a, Just check your mouth out. Check your speech out. Now, a control, I think this is broad enough to include a control, controlled thumbs, what we do on social media, what we do in text messages, what we do in controlled fingers and emails. Why, why do I say that? Because here's what Jesus says in, in Matthew 12, 34 35. Write that down, Matthew 12, 34 and 35. For he says, for out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. For out of the overflow of the heart, that mouth speaks. And then uh, this is the amplified version. The good man from his inner good flings forth good things. The good man flings forth good things. And the evil man out of his inner evil flings forth evil things. So here's the question that I want us to stop and just say, Lord, you're here. I'm in your presence would you please reveal to me what I am flinging? <laughs> you know, what am I flinging forth? What's coming forth, you know, in my life? You know, are there negative things? Are there un- things that uh, reveal unbelief? Are there things that cause harm? In the Psalm 15 that we read earlier, he talks about there's just no slander. There's no yak-yak that is doing having a negative effect on other people. So what is the condition of my speech? What is, what's coming forth from my tongue? So a couple of questions that we can ask ourselves is this, you know, what does... Or oh, what is my tongue revealing about the worth of my religion? Because he says that if, if you're not controlling it, then it's worthless. It's worthless. Um, or maybe another better question on this is, is Lord, uh, through your Holy Spirit, would you reveal to me where my tongue needs to be tamed? Where my tongue needs to be tamed? You know, in, in this particular passage in James, he is talking about this authentic uh, faith, this true followership of Jesus. Uh, and it's easy for us to do image management, you know, especially in Christian circles. We know how to behave or when we're out in public. You know, so it may be that we're okay around other people, maybe minus gossip or some of the other things. Uh, but when it comes to uh, our marriage, Or when it comes to our children, or where it comes to at work, you know, are we living double lives? And so, what he's saying here is that a true transformed experience with Christ is revealed through a controlled tongue. So, let's just pause just for a moment and let's just make that our prayer. Lord, would you reveal to me what you want to do? To bring about a change in my mouth my tongue so let's pray jesus we come before you today and uh, what may not seem to be so important to us is of utmost and eternal importance to you would you through your holy spirit reveal right now through your loving conviction any area any specific way lord where our tongue Our speech, our text, our messages, our emails are not glorifying to you. Would you bring to mind even right now that for which we need to confess and ask for your forgiveness and that for which you want to bring about your transforming work in our life. For we make it a prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So what's the first characteristic of this real faith, authentic Christianity? Control tongue. There we go. Number two. Now this isn't that complicated, is it? You know, uh, Felicia, when she was, exam- she wasn't over there sweating and fretting and all that kind of stuff. She was just like, okay, this is this is it. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. All right, and God will do that. God will do that uh, if we allow it. Number two. Real faith, uh, authentic Christianity, compassionate heart. That's what He's saying in this particular passage now and now this again as I said this is not an exhaustive list but he says religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this to look after orphans and widows in their distress um, it's it's broader than just orphan and widows and especially in biblical times you know these are the, this was before welfare and social security and all that kind of stuff and it's saying this is this is, what it means to really be a follower of Christ, to be exhibiting true faith in, in God, is that you are compassionate uh, in your heart to those who are disenfranchised, those who are needy, those that are without, those that are hurting. Not judgmental, but you're looking for ways to um, come alongside them. Write this down. 1 John 3:18. 1 John 3:18. For it says, if anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart of compassion against him, how, how can the love of God live in him? There it is. Now, uh, one writer put it this way. He says, as human beings, we have a tremendous capacity to be silent as we observe the pain of others. Boy, that's an indictment, isn't it? You know, as human beings, we have a tremendous capacity uh, to be silent as we observe the pain or the need of others. Wow. See, what that is saying is that we've bought into the whole American mindset. You know, God helps those who help themselves. Uh, How many times have you heard that said? Well, that's not biblical at all. That's not biblical at all. Um, and, and left to ourselves, left to the flesh. We are self-seeking, self-serving. Serving, we are judgmental. We are uh, resentful. Um, there are times that we can be touched but not moved. And what, th- what, this, what this says is that real faith huh, it comes with a compassionate heart that goes beyond being touched Uh, It it goes to action. Uh, And and this passage helps us see that there's uh, helplessness, people who need help, people that are um, struggling, people uh, from generation to generation, and whoever these are um, that are in need. So that practically, you know, that's one of the reasons that we partner with Homestretch. Uh, These are people and families that are facing very difficult times. Some of these, you know, with not only college degrees, but uh, doctorate degrees, uh, any of us, but for the grace of God, there go I. You know, and it's not turning a blind eye, but it's being intentional and being Christ's hands and feet. So here's a couple of questions that we can ask of ourselves and ask God to lead us in. Number one, who do I know that is distressed or in need? Who do I know that is distressed or in need? Now, uh, actually, uh, that's what we're looking at for this Christmas season. You know, um, I know for my family, and I don't know what other edicts are going to come down as far as gatherings. You know, uh, some states are already, you know, making regulations as far as gatherings for Thanksgiving and things of that nature. You know, who knows what it'll be around Christmas time? So. You know, it may be impossible for us to, to gather together in bigger groups, but there's a way for us and for a way for us as a body and us as a church to resource one another so that you can be uh, uh, in a position to demonstrate that compassionate heart. That compassionate heart. Who do I know that is distressed or need? Would you make that your prayer this coming week? I mean, it's like, man, I got enough stuff going on. I don't know if I... I don't know if I can add anything else. Oh, yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Because if it's God's will, you can do that. So he's saying here that this real faith has a transforming effect on our mouths, our speech, our tongue. So check it out. See what's going on. Out of the overflow of the mouth, the I mean overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. But he also says, it's a compassionate heart. So, if there's just uh, some denial, or there's just some apathy, or like I've got enough, no, that's that's not expressing. That's not expressing the life of Jesus, who empowers us to live each and every day. God, help me to see and open, open my eyes to those that are distressed and in need around them. And then, secondly, Lord, would you show me how I can serve them? Would you show me how I can serve them? All right, that's, that's, that's just real practical. That's way, the that's way he is uh, leading us in this time. Number three, last thing he says there uh, is to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. So here's the third thing, a cleanse, uh, the way I put it, a cleanse conscience. Now a conscience, the definition is the sense of goodness, excuse me, or blameworthiness of one's own contact, uh, conduct, intentions, or character, are the guide to, to the right or wrongness of one's behavior. Now, let me just make it clear. What God is not about here is just changing our behavior. The, 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 this isn't God's focus, like, oh, you need to, and so often it becomes easy for us if we're not in that intimate relationship with him, it becomes all about behavior. That's the reason so many Christians have struggled for so long, is because it becomes a performance mentality or a behavior mentality. And that's the reason we are able to act like a saint on Sunday and then go act like the devil Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You know, is is we get locked in and deceived to thinking it's about behavior modification. It's not about that. It's about transformation as we experience the love and the grace and the forgiveness and the truth that God just lavishes on us. So here he's saying that uh, we're just ruthless about this. You know, the EPA, you know, the EPA, you know, Environmental Protection yeah. You know, well and sometimes too extreme, but take extreme measures to eradicate pollution. And uh, the Holy Spirit is our personal EPA. <laughs> he takes extreme measures to eradicate the pollution that comes into our life. Write this verse down, First Peter 1. I mean first Peter 2 verse 11. For he says, dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world to abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. So there's so much stuff out there that wars against your soul. Now, I've encouraged you, uh, those of you, you hear me talk about uh, Jim Dennison, uh, and uh, you know he's got that daily podcast and the daily article, and he's just a great, great uh, cultural theologian for today, and he's, he's all about helping me and you to be culture changing Christians as we see this devolution, as we see this continual slide in our culture from the things that, that really God values to things that just the world values. And, um, he has written that book. It says, um, I respectfully disagree how to be civil in an uncivil, uh, culture. And, uh, you know, so much, so much, so is so much is going on today that too many of us as Christians are just kind of deciding, well, I'm just not going to say anything because of the cancel culture that we live in. But uh, God has called us uh, to speak truth, you know, not not just to avoid conflict or confrontation, but to speak. But there's a way that we can do it as we trust and, and rely on Him. Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world, this is not our home. This is not our home. This is all that, that we've experienced so far, but we are in the land of the dying. God is calling us to the land of the living. And so uh, he's saying, abstain. Uh, be ruthless. Uh, take extreme measures to eradicate what's going on. Uh, that, the, the, the way the world's trying to pollute you. Uh, In that book, uh, I respectfully uh, disagree. He just catalogs what's going on in our culture right now and how all of this just filth is just uh, mounting up in our culture. And uh, just the anti-godly, anti-biblical values. And he's saying, I want you to be ruthless uh, and and you've, got to, you've got to be intentional in order to keep that from soaking in and polluting you and doing a uh, uh, damage to your soul. Here's another one. Write this down. First John 2, 15 through 16. First John 2, 15 16. This is what the Amplified Version says. Do not love or cherish the world. And that's not talking about nature. Do not love or cherish the world or the things in the world. And then he lists them out. The lust of the flesh... These are cravings for sensual gratification, the lust of the eyes, this this greedy longing, you know, uh, that we have, and the need for more, and the pride of life, which is this assurance that our resources or stability, you know, comes from earthly things. He says, you know, do not love, do not cherish, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. It says, these do not come from the Father, but are from the world itself. So, here's some questions that we can ask ourselves today. Number one, uh, Lord, would you show me the things that are very subtly polluting my life? Just make that our prayer. Lord, would you show me what is polluting my life? What is not bringing you glory, what is stamming me from being a, a, a vibrant, authentic believer, a follower of Jesus Christ? Would you, would you show me, and, and I, I may not even, in my own examination, I may not be able to detect it, but you as the good doctor, uh, uh, you see that's that's precancerous, and we, we go ahead and nip it at the bud right now. So let's just stop just for a minute and just ask him to show us that. Lord... Um, this isn't um, anything light, but you know that which brings um, death. Uh, You know that which uh, is so devastating to your glory and to the opportunity that um, we have to be your ambassadors. So I pray right now that for each of us, for all of us here in person, for those uh, on Zoom, those joining us via Facebook. Lord, would you reveal, would you show through your Holy Spirit right now, just bring to mind something that is pulling us away from you, something that is polluting your goodness and your righteousness, your transforming work in our lives. And we make that a prayer in jesus name amen now question number two ask him lord what step can i take to be cleansed what what radical step uh do you want to take in my life to to keep that from becoming something uh that wrecks my life maybe that wrecks somebody else uh, that that freezes me from being your ambassador because people desperately need to encounter the love of Jesus Christ. God loves them, you know, and uh, he demonstrated that through his son, Jesus, uh, through um, radical, radical, this radical thing of him leaving glory and coming to this world and living and dying for us, but then being resurrected from the dead. So, you know, God did a radical thing, and He'll do a radical thing in your life too so that you could go from uh, not having a clear understanding of what it means to be in relationship to God to having a personal relationship with Him. First Samuel sixteen seven says this, The Lord does not look at the thing, things man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And today he is inviting me and you to allow him to do a great work in our lives and in our heart for his glory and for our good. Let's pray together. Father, we just thank you so much uh, for your ruthless love, your amazing love. We thank you for another opportunity for us to join together and uh, to sit at your feet. Lord, these are difficult days. These are uncertain days. These are continue to be troubling days. And uh, yet, Lord, you have called us as your children to be salt and light in this world. Lord, I pray that today that because of your presence, because of your love being lavished on us, Lord, that we would, we would take whatever step in order to experience your freedom, uh, your healing, uh, Lord, your salvation. And it may be that you're here today and the first thing that that James says in this whole book of his is that all of this is for the saints, for those who have <clears throat> trusted Jesus Christ, no, not religion, but have specifically surrendered to Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior and said, Jesus, I do believe that you are the Savior of the Lord. Jesus, I do believe that you came to not only forgive my sins, but through your resurrection to come and live in me and through me. I don't understand it all, but today, perhaps for the first time, Lord, I, I, I've had a lot of conversations with you, but to, I want to come and to receive you and to experience your salvation. Boy, if that that is uh, the heartbeat of your life right now, please let us know so that we can come along and walk with you and encourage you. Uh, Because as you've so often heard me say, two things are essential for lasting change. One is the power of God and two is community. We need one another uh, and we need others to come and to walk with us in this journey. So Lord, I also pray for those of us that we know, we know that we're your children, we know that we're followers of yours, uh, but some of us have become lax. Some of us have uh, begun to just uh, take our gaze from you to taking a lot of glances at what this world can offer. And uh, Lord, it's beginning to pollute us. And it's not only affecting the joy of our life, but Lord, And it's disqualifying us from from being uh, truly your ambassadors that's going to be a part of your redemptive work in our family, in our community, in our world. Father, you are at work. You are a good, good father. And I pray that for each of us, as a result of our response, as James said last week to us, you know, be doers of your word. And not hearers only, Lord, may we be doers of what you have guided us into this day, all for your glory. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at CCC Roswell. Learn more and find ways to get plugged in at Crosspoint by visiting our website, crosspointonline.org. There, you could drop us a line or submit a prayer request. Like what you hear? Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Thanks for listening. See you next week.